all the joy we can receive all the love that he has for us when he prays for us and one thing we can always be assured of is that when jesus prays for you when jesus said a prayer for you we know that prayer was answered because he prayed according to the father's holy will so if us even us today when we pray according to god's holy will there needs to be no doubt or no anticipation or wondering if he hears us because we know he hears us what did james say this is the confidence that we have this is the assurance that we have that when we ask according to his name when we ask according to his will that he'll hear us he'll hear the petitions that we send before him when jesus prays for you part two the good thing about it and the great thing about it is that jesus did pray for us and jesus did say prayers for us today us even today we know he prayed for his disciples when he was walking on this earth we know he prayed for us that would hear the word of the disciples so here we are today in our day and time thanking jesus still for the prayers that he prayed for us. So when we go to this chapter, Luke, uh, the 22nd chapter, 31, Luke 22 and 31, when we go there, we read these words. Uh, these are some words that are spoken to us. And I want to jump, skip, and go a little ahead from the MacArthur Study Bible notes. I want to jump a little bit further and, and dive deep into this. Luke 22 and 31, Simon, Simon. So what we have here is the repetition of his name. The repetition of his name because Jesus calls his name twice. We read that in the Bible, Simon, Simon. So this also implies an earnest and somber tone of warning a tone of warning like we said in previous times when our parents would call our name like if my mother would call my name Gregory Van or even if she would say Gregory Van Morgan I know I have done something wrong I have gotten in trouble and same thing for all of us uh, the way our parents would call our name would let us know that we did something wrong and that there has to be some correction or some discipline so the way Jesus repeats his name, Jesus calls him Simon, Simon. Notice that's not the name that Jesus gave him. Jesus gave him, surnamed him Peter. So Jesus is referring to Peter as his former name or the first part of his name, Simon, Simon. And he calls his name twice. So again, it implies an earnest and somber tone of warning. Christ himself had given Simon the name Peter. We find that in Luke 6 and 14. But here he reverted to his old name, perhaps to intensify his rebuke about Peter's fleshly overconfidence. And Peter is no more guilty than us today. Sometimes we in our flesh are overly confident. We may feel like, oh, I can do this. We can handle this. This is nothing. This is a cinch. So we have to be careful in situations like that. And we have to remain humble. We have to remain humble before the Lord our God. We have no bragging rights at all. No bragging rights. We didn't make ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. The Bible says it is him that made us. God is the one that made us. So we look at Peter's fleshly overconfidence. 
Also, the text suggests that Peter may have been one of the more vocal participants in the dispute. Uh, we find that in Luke 22 and 24. So, by Peter being like the vocal one, the spokesman for the disciple, or the, the one that was forward, uh, sometimes we hear people say the spirit of Peter come upon a person because they are blatant. They're just open. They're just, they will say what's on their mind and they'll say what they say and, and then they'll get a response out of it. Prayerfully and hopefully, it's innocent. Hopefully it is. But if it's not, God is still able to step in and intervene and Jesus is able to intervene on our behalf. So Jesus says, Satan demanded Though addressed specifically to Peter, this warning embraces the other disciples as well. So the, the, the devil wanted to sift Peter as wheat. And not only Peter. We know that the Bible says if you take the head away, then the body and the rest of the fold or the sheep was scattered. So uh, Satan is aiming at Peter. But this also applies to the other disciples as well. Satan desiring to sift them as wheat, to sift them as wheat. So listen, <clears throat> the imaginary is appropriate. It suggests that such trials, again, such trials through unsettling and undesirable have a necessary refining effect on us. In other words, there are some things that will happen to us that we didn't expect. But then those things happen to us. And what do they happen to us for? To make us better, to make us stronger, to make us wiser, to make us have more knowledge. But in this case, Satan desires to sift them as wheat, to separate the parts of us, to separate the morals of us, the good things of us, to separate us. And then what we find is that Satan had to get permission from God or he had to get per permission from Jesus. There's nothing that Satan can do to you without God's permission. Now, as we stated before, there are times when we can do things to tie the hands of God behind his back. The merciful, wonderful, honorable God. There's things that we can do to tie his hands because God cannot and will not go against his word. He cannot. It is impossible for God to go against his word. His word is settled in heaven. His word is established. His word was established before even the foundation of the world. His word, God cannot and will not ever go against his word. Jesus not only prayed for Peter, but he prayed for all of them. He prayed for all of them. He personally assured Peter of his prayers. Jesus assured Peter that I have prayed for you. I even like how the Bible puts it. Listen, in King James Version, verse 31, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you. King James says he desired to have you. S Satan wants you. He desires, he has this ultimate goal to have you that he may sift you a wheat as we. And then verse 32 comes in so strong, so powerful. Sometimes we should just take time to remember this word by word. Jesus says, but I have prayed for thee. 
What a consolation that is to know that Jesus has prayed for Peter and that Jesus has also prayed for us. So listen to it. But I have prayed for thee. I just, I get joy just even thinking about Jesus praying for me. And even just reading about Jesus praying for Peter and the rest of the disciples. God bless you all that are chiming in. My friend, Elder Kevin Moore from Kalamazoo. God bless you. And Sister Clementine Perry, evangelist. God bless you all for joining in and chiming in with us on this evening. Jesus says, but I have prayed for thee. Can you imagine Jesus even saying that to you personally in your prayers or in your consecration times? Jesus saying, don't worry about these things that are going to happen to you because I have prayed for you. I have prayed for thee. Then listen to how Jesus completes that. He says that thy faith fail not. Jesus prayed for Peter's faith. Notice he did not pray for Peter's hope. He did not pray for Peter's love. He did not pray for Peter's understanding. He prayed for Peter's faith. Just as he prayed for Peter's faith, he's praying for our faith today too. Because faith is what we have to have. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to even please our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we have to have faith. Faith is like the foundation that we build everything else on. That foundation is the sturdy part that this house sits on. And because our faith is strong in God, our faith is strong in the Lord, this house will not shake, it will not jar, it will not fall, it will not come to ruins because faith is that foundation, that foundation that building should be built on. Jesus says that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, Jesus gives Peter consolation. He counsels Peter and says, and Peter, when you are converted, Peter, let's bring it down to today's time. Peter, when you get saved, shown up, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, when these things come upon you, Peter, then go strengthen your brethren. What an awesome command that Jesus gives to Peter. When you are strengthened, go strength. When you are converted, go strengthen your brother. Same as us today. Same as us today. When we are converted, when we finally grab a hold to this faith the way that we are to, and when the Lord fills us with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, then we can go and strengthen our brothers. Then we can strengthen our sisters. Then we can encourage them. That's right, Evangelist Perry. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. It cannot be done. It's bottom line. It cannot be done if you do not have faith. So when you are converted, strengthen thy brethren. Then let's go to that next verse, verse 33. And he said unto him, this is Peter's reply unto the Lord. And they had such a relationship where Jesus could say something to them. And then Peter can reply and say something back to Jesus. Listen to what Peter says to the Almighty God. Now this time, by this time in our scriptures, they have confessed that Jesus is Son of the living God. Remember what Jesus told Peter, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you? Well, what is it has not been revealed to him? Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? 
Jesus want to know, okay, what they're talking about me. Who are they saying that I am? Then Jesus turns around and asks another question that he already knows the answer like he always does. Who do you say I am? Now, you've heard the public opinion of me. Now, you tell me who do you say I am? Jesus, um, Peter just spoke boldly and said, thou art the Christ. That's bold Peter. That's outspoken Peter speaking up loud and clear. Thou art the Christ, son of the living God. And for him to say that the other ones in agreement with him believed also that he was the Christ, son of the living God. He wasn't just somebody that was born and came on the scene and started doing miracles, healing people. Thou art the Christ, son of the living God. So verse 33, and he said unto him, Lord, and this is us too, put yourself in Peter's shoes. He said, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. Now, sometimes our emotions get us so hyped up. Sometimes our emotions get us so strong, we begin to make things, we begin to let our mouth speak before our mind and our heart even speak. Sometimes we say things, we jump ahead too far. Peter is strong in his conviction. Lord, I'm ready to go with you into prison. And Lord, not only am I ready to be locked up with you in somebody's jail, I'm ready to die with you. The reason why I'm ready to die with you is because you're the son of the living God. And when you rise and you go back to heaven, we're going to go to heaven too. So Lord, I believe in you. I'm ready to be locked up with you. I'm ready to die with you. This is how strong his faith is. This is how strong his confirmation is. And it's no different from us today. God has done something good for us today. And we say, Lord, I am so thankful for what you did for me. I know that you're real. How many times have we repeated and confessed? I know that he's real now. I know that he's real now. He's always been real. He's always been the real deal. So how many times do we say, Lord, I am ready to go with you. Lord, if they try to kill me, they can kill me, but I'm going with you. We can be so strong in the statements that we make, but we need to really understand what we're saying. It depends on your depth and your knowledge of God and his word for you to really say this and mean this. Some people will say, well, I am ready to die. And if I die, I'm going to heaven. That's good. If your faith takes you there and have you believe that, that's good. That's excellent. But we've got to know that we're not going to live here forever. There's another place for us. This building is getting old. This tabernacle is fading. But we have another building. We have another tabernacle not made with man's hands, but made by God, eternal in the heavens. So Peter makes this statement, I am ready to go with you both into prison I'll go into that jail cell with you, Jesus, and it'll be us in there because you can burst out of here. You can even have those angels come down here and bust us out of here. Or, Jesus, I'm ready to go to death with you. Then listen to how Jesus responds in this point. Jesus says, and he said, Jesus, we're talking about Jesus, I tell you, Peter, now he uses the second name that he gave him. At first, in the beginning, he called him Simon, Simon. But now, in another tone, in another color, in another type of fabric, Jesus is saying to him, Peter. Isn't it something when Jesus calls your name? When he calls your name, you can't help but to listen. You can't help but to hear what he has to say. You can't help but to shut the whole world and everything out, but to hear what he says when he calls your name. 
Peter, Jesus says it. What about me, Gregory? What about you, John, James, Larry? When he calls your name, Jesus says this, I tell you, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before thou shalt thrice deny that thou ever knew me. This is what Jesus says. And when Jesus says this, how can you imagine Peter taking that statement? What is he talking about? Come on, let's be real with it. Let's be honest. Let's be today. What does he mean before the, the rooster crow? I'm going to deny him. I ain't going to deny him. This is the son of the living God. How could this ever happen? This cannot happen. But then the things that we say begin to be our judge and begin to be our ruler. The things that, the, that we say. What did one scripture say? We are snared by the words of our mouth. When we speak a certain thing, we should be prepared if God allows that thing to come back on us. If he doesn't allow it, so be it. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. But when we make a bold, a bold confirmation, the Lord hears us. And not only does the Lord hear us, but Satan has angels and imps that can hear us. They always taught us Satan is not God. Satan can only be at one place at one time. But he has all those fallen angels that serve him, that try to come and tempt us and push us and limit us. But greater is he that is in you, greater is he that is in me, than he that is in the whole world. Let's go a little further. So in Luke twenty-two thirty-four. This prediction of Peter's denial evidently took place in the upper room. All right? It took place. It took place. Peter was warming himself in one instance. And the, and the little young girl said, you're one of them that followed Jesus, aren't you? Peter denies it. Another instance happened. We don't know if they were back to back to back to back. Even in our psychological minds, something can happen and we can respond in one minute. And then 30 minutes later, we can respond again. And psychologically, we may not even know that we have responded and said what we said or did what we did. And God be our helper. God be our keeper. He can keep us. And God is great. So we see these denials taking place. One denial take place. Let's say one denial took place at 9.01. Let's say the, the second denial took place at about 9.35. And let's say this third one didn't take place until two hours later, until about 11.55. Well, you didn't made these denials and then you didn't forgot. This is Satan's way of trying to work in us and trying to work through us. But when we keep God's holy word, when we remember Jesus' word and do what he says do, when we obey him, this makes us covered. And then our response is going to be a response of truth. Uh, a not a response of denial, but a response of truth. Because we speak the truth, and it is the truth that makes us free. Many times people say, the truth shall set you free. But the truth will make you free. And who is the truth? Thy word is true. Jesus is true. He's the way, the only way. He's the truth, the only truth, and he's the life, the only life that we are to live. So yes, he's the way, the truth, 
and the life. And when we put our all in him, when we begin to trust him and to believe in him, he makes a way for us. He makes a way for us that no man can ever make. I want to go a little further before we bring this in to a close. Verse 34 again of chapter Luke. And we're taking this from the New Living Testament. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Listen to how this, this NLT takes it. Peter, let me tell you something. Before the roost crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you ever knew me. This is the same Peter that told Jesus, thou art the Christ. He was bold when he said it. We can imagine this in our spiritual imagination. He was bold when he said it. Thou art the Christ. Now you have this conviction and you have this confirmation in your soul and your spirit that he is the Christ. And listen to what Jesus told him. Flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. Not no man down here. Not no blood down here. Not no flesh from another person have revealed you to this to you. Jesus tells him, but my father who is in heaven, revealed that to you. Do you know God can reveal things to you? Jesus' Father in heaven can reveal things to us that we can say that is nothing but an absolute truth. Nothing but an absolute truth. So let's take that again before we close that verse 34. But Jesus said, Peter, put your name where Peter's name is and ask yourself a question. This is a self-examination. Ask yourself. Let me tell you something. Joel, James, uh, Aurelio Rodriguez, whatever your name is. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning. You will deny three times that you ever knew me. And let me tell you something. It's not a wonderful thing to deny Jesus. We can never deny him. We have to stand for him whether it costs our life or not. We have to stand for Jesus. If anything bad happens to us, we still have to stand for Jesus. Those of you that know that you can stand for him, you know that you can because you know that after this life, there's another life. And the other life that we have to live, if when we leave this life, the scripture tells us that eyes haven't seen. It tells us that ears haven't heard. Neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And because Jesus loves us, because he was an earthly carpenter's son, because he's a master carpenter. Can you just imagine the place that he is preparing for us? You can't even begin to see it in your, with your eyes. You cannot even begin to imagine it in your mind. What Jesus has prepared for those that love him. And those that are waiting to be with him. I am so prepared to see him. Sometimes I go outside and I look in the sky. And I say Lord. I can't see you, but you can see me. And then I just imagine God up there in glory and all the angels around him just bowing down, worshiping him. And then sometimes I like to look up there and just imagine a little spot up there with my name or with your name. 
knowing that that's the spot where I'll be bowing down to worship him forever and ever. Don't have to worry about no clothes, no cord, none of these earthly things, no glasses. How many of you all ever seen an angel with glasses? How many of you ever seen an angel walking, bending all over? How many of you ever seen an angel taking prescription and medication? No, 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 not at all. And then this mortality will put on immortality. And this corruption will put on incorruption. And we'll be like those angels worshiping and praising God. So here's the thing. Let's live right down here. Let's live right because we know that we can. Let's know that it is Jesus that prayed for our faith. He prayed that our faith would not fail. And because he prayed that our faith would not fail, here we are being converted, some of us on a daily basis. Paul said, I die daily. We got to die daily. This flesh has to come off every day and we have to put on this new thing, this new spirit of Christ, this new flesh daily. That old man has to die. So when we put on this new man, then we'll be like those angels. Then we will worship him day and day and day. Don't know if it's going to be night up there because the sun is shining so bright and I've never heard of nighttime during the day. But day and day and day as we worship and praise him. Thank you for hearing us. Knowing that Jesus prayed for you. And because he prayed for you. We will be converted, and as we're converted, we'll go strengthen our brothers, and we will strengthen our sisters. Be encouraged. God will put somebody in your life that you have to minister to. Pay attention to the opportunity. Every day, God is providing an opportunity and a time for us to share his word with people. Let's take advantage of this opportunity, and then we'll be fulfilling the words of Christ. When blank, put your name in blank, uh, is converted, go strengthen the brethren. And not only the brethren, but the sister in two. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for your word. Jesus, we thank you for saying the prayer for your disciples back then. And even praying for us way back then today. You're praying that our faith does not fail because we know that without faith, it's impossible to please you. It's impossible to serve you. Heavenly Father, it's impossible to please and serve you. Thank you, Jesus, for praying for our faith. And Father, we will not let you down. We'll hold strong to our faith and to our conviction because we know that you're coming to receive us one day and bring us back to where you are. And Lord, we don't know when that day and that time is. And we're living every day like it's our last day. Because you're soon to come. And when you come for us, we want to be ready. Father, we pray for our family members, our brothers, our sisters, our family members, that they will receive you, that they will live for you, that they will trust you. Trust in the Lord with all of their heart and lean not to our own understanding, but to the understanding of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who only had a mind to please you, Heavenly Father. And let us please you as well with all that we say and with all that we do. In thy son Jesus' name we ask and pray. 